You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Thanks for staying with us over the break. This is Brandon Clark, one of your hosts this morning on Real Presence Live, joined by... John Clark. John Clark. Uncle John. Uncle John, yes. And we just finished up a wonderful conversation with... Sam Guzman, he's the founder and editor of the Catholic Gentleman blog, but if you ask him, he first and foremost is a husband and father of five beautiful children. And so we talked a little bit about what manliness is and how that looks in family life. And so if you missed that podcast or or that section at all, the podcast will be available later today at realpresenceradio.com. You can also find it on the Real Presence Radio app. I highly encourage you to check it out. And if you also want to go and visit the catholicgentleman.com, catholicgentleman.com website. You'll find a lot more things from the blog and podcast, learning about strength and vulnerability, and how to have a manly barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) It's just really great. So I encourage you to check that out. The other thing I encourage you to do is, if you're enjoying what you're hearing this morning on Real Presence Live, text a friend and invite them to tune in. Or let them know that Real Presence Live is on Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. Central Time. This is a great time where we get to hear about awesome people in our local area and awesome things happening. And so you really don't want to miss out. So I just encourage you, invite a friend to tune in and listen, because you just never know what we're going to be talking about, whether it's manliness or even our next interview, sacred music and a lost art in the church. So if you like music... And you know, people who like music, now's a good time to text them and say, hey, it's time to tune in to Real Presence Live. Yeah, so we're joined with uh, by Ryan Hardy. Welcome, Ryan. He's the director of music and uh, liturgy at uh, in Rapid City. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Ryan, what, what church are you at? I'm at the Cathedral of, Lady, of Our Lady of Perpetual Health. Great, great. And you recently took the position. Tell us a little bit about yourself and, and just how you got to where you, where you are today. Uh, 30 seconds. Yeah, sure. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> thanks for having me on. I'll try my best. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm at Rapid City at the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help. Um, yeah, I'm an organist, a pianist, uh, and uh, just started here in Rapid City uh, six months ago. And man, that six months has gone fast, but uh, I've been enjoying the work and uh, enjoyed meeting all of the people, too. But... Uh, yeah, I've been involved with church music for uh, quite a few years now. Uh, I mean, relatively, uh, maybe like six, six, seven years, and uh, it's been quite the quite the journey. Hmm. So, what attracted you to um, to the organ and, and um, to develop that skill? I've I've listened to you play and I've seen you play, and it's 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 wonderful. I'm, what 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 got you interested in that? Thanks. Um, it's kind of an interesting story. So uh, my parents, or my grandparents, uh, lived uh, in Arizona for the winter. They wintered down there. And uh, down in the Mesa area, there is a restaurant called Organ Stop Pizza. It's home to one of the largest Wurlitzer pipe organs mm. in this pizza joint. And uh, so they're playing Frozen. They're playing Mission Impossible. They're <laughs> playing the Pink Panther, like all sorts of popular music that you wouldn't expect. And that totally caught me by surprise. Uh, I've been, at that point, as in sixth grade, I've been playing piano for six years. I'm like, wow, I want to learn how to do this. (laughs) 
And so uh, I pestered my parents for organ lessons, uh, started with the church organ, but uh, at that time, uh, I really had no interest in hymns or church music. I wanted to play Mission Impossible. Uh, <laughs> so I, I learned the basics, went the theater route, and uh, in high school, I did start playing uh, piano and organ for my church uh, at the time in Fargo, uh, St. Sandin Jokum. And that's where my love of church music really started to develop alongside uh, mm. my classical music love as well, uh, which introduced me to the classical organ repertoire. So it's really uh, quite the reversal from uh, how I initially was inspired to learn, but uh, I'm still enjoying theater organ as well. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. Ryan, this is intriguing to me. If you don't mind, how old are you? 24. 24 years old. So I have a thing. I love organ music, and I've been to many different small parishes throughout the, the countryside. And I love the little old ladies who play the organ because they're so talented and they're so wonderful and they're the happiest people you ever meet. The mm-hmm. problem is those little old ladies are going to die someday. And my concern is that there isn't a lot of people who are taking up this organ playing. I, I have a niece who's getting into it, which is great. I also know of a Diocese of Fargo seminarian who, uh, in Devil's Lake, he, he beautifully plays the organ. But it seems like it's something that is not being, uh, what would the word be, uh, it, it, it's not filling in as, as we're losing organists. And so I think it's beautiful to hear that at 24 years old, you have taken up the organ and found an interest in that. I wonder if you can just talk about just the last art aspect of, of organ playing. Yeah, I fully agree with you. The, that's been a concern in the organ community for quite a while, I feel like, of you know, who's, who's next? What's our next step? Who's going to play this after me? Um, so it's, I think it's not just the organ. Like I also, in my piano experience, there's fewer and fewer students that are taking up the piano. And so it's really, it's a culture thing, I feel like, and it has no easy answer. But at least on the organ side of things, like there will always be pianists, I feel like. Uh, but uh, I feel like the organ playing is a lost start in the sense that it's lacking a direction for the future. Uh, because, you know, as much as, uh, you know, a lot of organists are great at playing, uh, we aren't always forward thinkers of, you know, what's next? How can we inspire the next generation? Exactly. And, uh, like, I know quite well that my pastor would not enjoy Mission Impossible as a post at Mass. <laughs> are you sure? Uh, Father so Christensen's <laughs> pretty awesome. Yeah, I know. I'll have to ask him, uh, Father <laughs> Christensen, if you're listening. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so it's like, well, what else can we do to inspire people? Uh, how to, how can we inspire younger folks? Uh, there's so much going on at the organ console where the organist plays. You have all the stops and the keyboards and the pedals and, uh, it's fun to watch. So how can we get people closer to the instrument or how can we present times or opportunities to, uh, get people seeing what all is involved and, uh, to get their hands on the instrument, because I think that's also a big part. Do is, you do you yeah. find yourself now in, when you were in Fargo? I remember that you actually <clears throat> you actually played at, at the Fargo Theater. Do you have? I the, did. Do you have the same opportunity to do that in Rapid City? 
not quite, unfortunately. Um, the theater organ, it's a... Uh, it's kind of a, it's still a pipe organ, but it's intended for silent movies as a product of the 1920s. Um, but the theater organ, very, it's a very rare niche instrument, more so than the church organ. Uh, so the Rapid City area is kind of a dry spot for uh, theater organs. The closest one is in Denver, mm. which is about five hours away. <laughs> exactly. So, um, now, do you have a, a a certain kind of music that you like to play? <clears throat> you know, uh, um, I mean, just you've 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 gone from the Pink Panther and then t- to uh, you know getting more exposed to some of the the religious music. Um, mm-hmm. But I know that you like to play the classics as well. Do you have a genre or a special type of music that you like to play on the organ? I I do. It really depends on the context. So, like. Uh, you know, if I'm playing theater organ uh, somewhere, uh, I really enjoy, like, jazz, show tunes, and ragtime music. Uh, but, of course, not all of that transfers well to a church organ. Even if it's a Lutheran church and playing that kind of music is okay outside of their services, you know? Um, but at church, uh, I definitely gravitate towards more of the classical repertoire, so things like uh, Bach or the lesser-known a uh, composer is uh, Vierne or Dupre. Um, so it, it really depends on the instrument and the situation. <laughs> if you're just tuning in this morning, we're visiting with Ryan Hardy. He is the Director of Music and Liturgy at the Cathedral of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in the Diocese of Rapid City. We're talking about his love for organ playing and the gift of music that he provides for our church. And he's talking a little bit, or you're talking a little bit, Ryan, I'll bring you into this, about, you know, just the different genres that you play. I wonder if we can talk a little bit about, you know, sometimes people will play for just a hobby, right? But you actually are using this and giving back to the church and working for the church to glorify God. Can you talk a little bit about your calling and how you knew this was what the Lord wanted you to do with the talent that he's given you? Sure. Uh, I'd say primarily the way that uh, I glorify God through my music is uh, by playing in Mass or uh, in this, in my opportunities here at the Cathedral is leading choirs um, and uh, using that music to uh, really give thanks to God. Uh, I really uh, think often of this phrase. I can't remember where I heard it, but it's something along the lines of there's a very fine difference between thinking and thinking. And so it's like, yeah, I could think, yeah, this this music is fun. I really enjoy this music. Or I could think, wow, God, thank you so much for this music. It's beautiful and it brings me closer to you. Um, So I think that that's kind of my approach to how my music glorifies God. Um, also ensuring that I'm playing to the best of my ability, I think it is also important uh, to give you know the highest quality to uh, you know the most high, and uh, yeah, I, I'd say that's that's how part of how I do it. <laughs> Ryan, for those who are listening this morning who enjoy music, maybe they've become familiar with playing the piano, they've heard organ music, but haven't ever been exposed to an organ or you even even organ players that are young like yourselves. 
what would you say to encourage them to not only just pick up a musical instrument to glorify God, but to invest in maybe learning what the organ is all about and if it's something that they can do or train in under our little old lovely, lovely ladies to be able to take over when they're gone? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd say this is like a little bit of advice with that is that, uh, you know, by all means, don't force anything. You want to make sure that music is fun and uh, that you it's something that you enjoy. And uh, music in general, regardless if you're a singer or if you are a pianist or if you're an organist, if you're a professional, if you aren't a professional, it's like uh, music is for everyone. It's inherently human to make music. And, you know, you find people that say, ah, oh, I can't sing. Well, everyone can sing. But some people definitely have a little bit more of a gift and take it to the next level. And so, I mean, even if you're in the pews of mass and you don't think you're a good singer, by all means, sing. God gave you a voice for a reason. Like, uh, that's that's part of the human experience is to glorify God through music. Um, but when it comes to, like, taking it to the next level and, like, playing for church, um just to keep an open mind, dedicate your work uh, to God. You know, it's not always easy to carve out practice time for most folks, including myself, mm-hmm. uh, with the job. So it's like, make it a sacrifice of, I'm going to do this for you, God. Ryan, thanks so much for being on with us this morning. We appreciate you sharing your love for organ playing, uh, but just your love for music in general and how you're giving back to our church in such a special way. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. God bless you. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come right after this. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. S.J. Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, S.J. Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. S.J. Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. I still remember a man who was adamant against the Catholic Church and uh, telling his story out of these five, and he said, you know, I can, I can bear a Christian church, but when it comes to Catholic, I put on my brakes. I'm very skeptical. And he said, I used to drive across the state of North Dakota almost on a daily basis. He said, I didn't like music. I wanted to listen to talk shows. But he said, I ran out of talk show, and he said, I was just flipping through the AM dial. And I, and I come across this radio station, all of a sudden it's like, they're talking about the faith, and it's like, he said, all of a sudden they're talking about the Muslim Mother. He said, yeah, I agree to that. I agree with that. And he said, they talked about the Eucharist, and he says, you know, I, yeah, I can handle that. That, that makes sense. That's logical. And he said he got home that night, and he, he told his wife, he says, uh, I think I'm Catholic, and I don't even know it. <laughs> and that's what Catholic radio can bring to the table.
The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Hey, everyone. Thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. We're glad to be joining you from wherever you're at, whether it's in the Diocese of Fargo, the Diocese of Rapid City. We just talked with Ryan Hardy down there, Diocese of Duluth, Diocese of Winona, Rochester. I'm not going to forget any of them, but wherever you're coming from across these five states and 10 dioceses, we thank you so much for being with us. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... Hi there. This is John Clark. John. Yep. We've had a good morning so far. Very interesting. Yeah. It's, it's subject matter is, you know, I've, I wouldn't have... It's, it's nice to learn new things yeah. and to talk about things that you like, like the, the Ryan, talking to Ryan about organ music. He's a young kid, and he accomplished 24. A, a lot. Yeah. And he's just the most um, solid, solid young man. And yeah. he's just a, a good example. I think the people in Rapid City will, will want to keep him around for a long time. You know, what I think is interesting, our first conversation, if you didn't get a chance to hear it, was with Sam Guzman. He's the founder and editor of the Catholic Gentleman blog. And we were talking about the art of manliness, uh, what it means to be a man, be a saint, and, and how that intermingles with virtue, growing in virtue and striving for greatness. And one of the things that Sam talked about, and I think is really highlighted here in in Ryan's case, is there's so many different ways to be a godly man. You know, it doesn't have to be a cookie cutter sort of deal where in order to be a man, a Catholic man, be a saint, you have to do this, Right. And we can see that around us. We can see examples of athletes, Catholic athletes, right? Philip Rivers. Mm -hmm. Uh, We look at different people like that, and they are called to be a saint in their particular area. And then we look at Ryan, where he's more of the the art side of things, playing the organ, bringing the gift of music. Dr. Jay Hirschberger over here at the cathedral, a beautiful, wonderful, talented man, especially in his organ playing, in his directing of the choir, and he's called to holiness in that way. No matter how we are called, we are still called to be saints in our given areas with the gifts we have been given. And that's what I love about our faith is that it takes all types. It takes all types of men living out their call to be men. And, and seeing it within themselves, right? Being able to say, I'm going to do what I'm going to do as a father and husband, uh, not because this is what I'm supposed to do. It's because I truly believe it. I'm really confident. Um, there are two things that I like to, to go by is um, let your children see you be affectionate with your, with your wife. Hugs, kisses, uh, and do the same with them. And they need to see that just to reaffirm the family relationship and the love within it. And it, it can be my actions, or it can be what I do. In other words, I can act a certain way, or I can come up and give you a hug. And that means a lot. And the other one is, fathers, let your children 
catch you in a sense praying. Mm-hmm. They make it make your prayer life part of their home life. So when you're praying, ask them to join you, or ask them to you know if there's something that you'd like to, us to, me to pray for today. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, they that that spiritual and the the Catholic aspect and the love of Jesus is, is really um, ingrained throughout the whole family. Right. And there's different ways to live that out as well outside of the family, you know, kind of the lowercase v vocation. Mm-hmm. You're a businessman. I think of Matt Burke, who spent a lot of time in the NFL. Now he goes around talking to men, talking to business leaders, different things like that, how they can live out their faith in the day to day. I think about the Catholic men's business fraternity in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, how these are just men leaders in their community who want to grow closer to Christ. And there's so many different ways to live out that masculinity. It's, it's such a gift to be able to have masculinity. And, and it's unfortunate that our culture just tries to attack it so much. You know, in, in the media, you see the emasculation in, in the men, how they're kind of dopes. You know, they're portrayed in media as just complete dopes, that they have no clue what's going on. And that's not at all what men are called to be. And I think a classic example is St. Joseph. We're in the year of St. Joseph. Right. Right. And, you know, and I think as, as the young men are growing and maturing in their life, if they're exposed to that type of emasculinity, um, they tend to believe it. And so this is where our faith and websites like the Catholic Gentleman can really give you some perspective. I was, I was watching uh, one of the podcasts and I was really um, drawn to uh, Sam and John's conversation on things they've learned through experience. And Sam just started talking about, you know, I was going to, I was going to college and I needed to pay tuition. So I went and put, you know, $10,000 tuition on a credit card. And then he goes, boy, was that, I learned a big lesson there and it mm-hmm. took a long time for him to pay it off, but he was open and honest. And, and, you know, it's, it's to be recognize that within yourself and be able to, to admit it. I think you bring up a good point there. Uh, I'm looking at the Catholic Gentleman website, and one of the things that it says on the About Us page is true manliness is about having the courage to set things right. And here's the key line, and it all begins with changing your life. So you might have a a wreck of a home life. You might have a, a struggling marriage. You might be struggling to be a good father. And the best way to change all that is to sit down and encounter Jesus Christ in prayer every day. It's amazing. I just see the in my own life, you know, I struggled in marriage. I, I struggled mightily with many things, and our marriage was a wreck. But we were able to find healing. And the way we were able to do that is I had to put aside my childish tendencies. I had to put aside my selfishness and choose to change. Mm-hmm. choose to be the man that God was calling me to be. And it's tough. It's tough because when, like you were saying, in the world around us, there is no good example of masculinity in media, very, very few in secular media. Mm-hmm. And so when you're surrounded by that and you don't have strong father figures even in the home teaching you what true masculinity is, it's really tough. That doesn't mean that you can't sit down and decide today that you want to engage in true masculinity to break the the chain, right? Break the 
the generational struggle that has gone on in your family before you and their families before you, them, it can all begin now by just choosing to invest in your relationship with Jesus. You don't have to do, you don't have to go alone either. Right. There are, there are places uh, to go and experiences. So for example, um, uh, there's a retreat in DeMontreville mm-hmm. and uh, I went on that retreat and had a profound experience with our Lord uh, because all the noise was blocked out and I needed that, you know? And so um, that, that really helped me take that next, that next step and um, look within right. through Jesus. Right. And you know, you talked about not going it alone. We can't go it alone as men. We need to surround ourselves with other good men striving for the same things. We can surround ourselves with a lot of men who are not striving after those same things. Mm-hmm. And as much as we want to resist it starts to seep in slowly. So that's why it's so important to surround ourselves with good men who are striving for the same thing. It doesn't mean they're a saint. It doesn't mean they don't struggle. But the journey together, that fraternity, right? If we, if we talk about Lord of the Rings, Sam and Frodo and their journey together through up and down, thick and thin, that's what it's about. That's what sainthood is, journeying together towards sainthood. Absolutely. No question about it. You know, I could probably fill a whole hour talking about my journey because <clears throat> I surrounded myself with really good, smart, intelligent, kind men who really weren't living a Christian lifestyle. And so I thought that's, that's, that was something that, um, you know, this, that, that, it helped form me who I am. Then I, then I went and lived to Crisillo and came back and started to group with the, the, the brothers and sisters that went to the, on that weekend. And um, the next thing you know, that one group of friends acted differently around me because I acted differently around them because I had found Jesus Christ true, truly. Um, and so, yeah, you're right. You I mean surround yourself, and sometimes just by making that commitment to yourself, it's it's a uh, it just it just gathers. It just it, it attracts the men that you and, and women that you you want to be around that, yeah. to share the same faith. Absolutely. So, if you're a man out there listening this morning, be encouraged in your masculinity. Be encouraged in the Father's love for you. You are His beloved Son. He loves you infinitely. Rest in that identity and let that identity be what leads you. And invest in your relationship with Him so that you can be the husband and father the Lord calls you to be. It doesn't mean you're going to get it perfect. It doesn't mean you're going to mess up. That's okay. The important part is continuing forward and carrying the cross each day, being the man you're called to be. All right, John, we do have to transition into our next guest. We are excited. Oh, I'm looking forward we to this. We are excited <laughs> to have a man who many people know well, Father Mitch Pacwa. You've listened to him on EWTN. He's, he's a host there on several shows. He's coming to our area. He's written a new book. We're excited to talk with him now. Not now, actually. On the other side of the break. Stay with us. Father Mitch Pacwa is up next on Real Presence Live. Real Presence Live. 